After a two-week hiatus, vacation, then we're celebrating, you know, July 4th, the greatest country that God's green earth has ever seen, the United States of America. Country and Cold Cans is back. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to follow us on the social media, you know, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok, the YouTube, and uh, check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com. That is coldcansnetwork.com. We've got a shop with our hats and our koozies. Buy some merch. Uh, and while you're at it, give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podbean, Podcasts. Uh, or Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, all the pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, we're available these days. So give us five stars, great review, and share it with your friends. All right, fellas, did y'all do anything? Kyle, I saw you over July Fourth. Andy, what did you do for the for America's Day of Independence? I, I headed west, young man. Whoever the Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know. Some guy said that from the past. That's what I did. <laughs> Where'd you go? I am in Washington State. Out there with, uh, what did you say, Spokane? Spokane. That's where Gonzaga University is. That's right. Didn't know that. It's actually pretty nice here. You hanging out with Mark Few, your basketball coach? Yeah. He's in the Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Well, don't get in the car with him. He probably had a couple margaritas. You should go to the, was it the Palouse, where Washington State is? That's near Spokane somewhere. It's an eastern. No, yeah, Spokane's, wet. Spokane's the western part, right? I don't know. I don't know. Eastern. Seattle's the west. Okay, so you're near the Palouse, where Washington State is? Yeah. yeah. Where are you there? Seen on TV, never been. Yeah. Well, well, guys, it's been a couple weeks, like I said, since we've reconvened here on the Cold Cans Network. So, anything strike your fancy in the music world recently any new singles any releases that you've heard or haven't heard and you want to listen to yeah uh bailey zimmerman's new song came out i'm liking that guy he sounds like a very late 2000s rock sound which i was definitely a fan of i would say mixed with, with some country influence there's pretty heavy pedal steel on that song you said yeah the only reason i know that is because i heard grady smith mention that I didn't even hear it. it. Well, it was it was very noticeable in the mix. But the thing about Bailey Zimmerman for the the art, the for the people that are listening, if you like some stuff that leans mainstream, you'll like him. If you don't like mainstream at all, you're not going to like him. I guess that's fair to say, Andy. Yeah. I mean, it, Unless, Andy, it, with the, the really could, independent fans are not going to like that guy. Yeah. Well, they're not going to like, yeah, I think that's that I would say that from there being a bias and they hate anybody that's popular and the words. Of it's, it's also Smith, not their, it, not their style either, but some independent people that like the old, like hinder sound and all that stuff grew up in that world, but they're not going to like thing. it because it's being packaged as country. Those people just don't like anything either though. They don't like it if it gets popular. I'm sure there are some people that have probably turned on Tyler Tilders at this point. Yeah. In the words of Grady Smith, Bailey Zimmerman has the potential to be the next Morgan Wallen. I would say it might be a, yeah, he is getting a little early big, and a stretch. But. He is getting some pretty big streaming numbers. But I think, like I said, I think some of that comes from his TikTok. He's another one of those. I, I think that I, sh- I liked two of his songs that I've heard. So I think that I need to avoid his TikTok because typically when I find out an artist has a TikTok and they got famous because of TikTok, I'm probably it makes me like them less. So that one guy that we made fun of 
Yeah, uh, Warren Zeters. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. No, I, I think it's Ziders, Andy, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. Because you kept telling me too. you kept telling me it was Zeters and it was wrong. I think it was Ziders, Warren Ziders. You know what? His name is whatever I say it is. Tomato, tomato, Ziders, Zeters. Yeah, no, yeah. Either way, I'm probably gonna avoid his TikTok. It's very smart. Yeah. Um, I've been infatuated with uh, Austin Mead's EP. I like. I really like two of the three songs. Not so Retweet. much. Yeah, um, not so much on Red Roof Estates. I want just never really kind of sat with me. Yeah, but but uh, loser mentality and uh, uh, varsity blue, varsity type, varsity yeah. type. Yep, yeah, varsity type. I love those two songs, man. This is. I think I told you this is. If this guy would have come out when I when I was in ninth grade, I would have just loved this dude. I can see this guy playing that war tour. It's nothing really. That. It doesn't exist anymore, apparently. Really, I didn't know that. I read I did I read the title of an article that it said that that like died out and it was like the why or something. I didn't read it, so obviously you know what you get reading headlines, but well, yeah, apparently that doesn't exist. To, when everybody goes to warp tour now as kids, I could see why. Um but yeah, uh really good EP. Um it's nothing country about it, it's just it just makes good music. Yeah. I think I've been I mean, a fan of every song we've covered on the podcast of his. Um also listening to here comes the hate. Listen to the new Luke Combs album. Uh, see, I like Luke Combs. You ain't gonna do this well. for me on that. I like that it's album. It's very, way. it's very much a Luke Combs album. It's. I don't uh, say that as a negative. It's it's a safe down the middle, '90s country influenced mainstream record. Well, mean, as Andy says about Riley Green, it's more Riley Green, it's more Luke Combs. Yeah, and I I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. Luke Combs is the either one or one B. One A, however that fucking saying goes, he's one of the two biggest stars in country music right now. It's him and Wallen. I mean, Luke. Yeah, even, it's fair. Yeah. It's him and Wallen, and it's not really up for debate. Whether you like their music's a different thing, but I like Luke Combs. Um, I don't like him as much as I would say the heavy radio listeners do, because I mean that guy is popular for a reason. He's selling out stadiums. My mother loves him, uh, but he puts on a good show. He makes music that is obviously country. And you don't feel like an idiot for listening to it like you do when you listen to that Florida Georgia Line stuff from years ago. I haven't really met someone, even people that don't really like country music, don't strongly dislike him. Well, see, I know a couple people that don't like country at all, and they love the the two people that they've really listened to on their own a lot that I introduced them to are Luke Combs and Tyler Fielders. It's pretty funny. Yeah, those yeah, two just fair. resonate with a wide audience for Polar whatever reason. But, yeah yeah and the funny thing is like like i said my buddy does not like country at all and he loves both and he said that he thinks that and i agree with him on this he thinks that tyler childers is better than luke yeah yeah I'll, yeah i'll get behind that statement but yeah that's why that's what i've been listening to um a lot recently so i'm a big fan of both of them yeah I, i've been listening to that too i think we'll probably have something on that here soon um, with the new Luke album, because I mean, like I said, when him and Wallen release records, you can't ignore them because it's I they are so the far. they are the two biggest. You did not ignore the artists. Wallen album, Andy. I didn't learn, but Luke Holmes, I didn't listen to okay. every single okay. song. Okay, yeah, but you did not ignore the Wallen. Album. Yeah, I was about to say you definitely didn't ignore that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely listen to Wallen, but the Luke Holmes one, yeah, you, I've honestly until y'all uh, mentioned it the other day, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. 
but I mean, like I said, we'll we'll probably have something on that here in the next couple of weeks because he is arguably the biggest artist in the genre, and he put out a quality record. I, I don't think it's one of his his strongest that he's put out, but it's a fine record. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to that too. Um, I I started diving into some stuff that we had already covered here on this podcast for this episode because we've been talking about um doing our top three favorite records of 2022 so far last year we did this midway through the year we're doing it again this year where we're going to talk about each of our individual top three favorite records and when we say favorite we aren't necessarily saying we think these are the best records they can be what we think are the best but it's really just the ones that we related to the the most so that's why we always like to put that distinction in there these are our top three favorite uh records of 2022 so far so we're going to go through that, and then we're going to have a few honorable mentions at the end. But if we want to kick things off, Andy, with your third favorite record that's been released thus far in the year of 2022. Oh, let's see which one do I want to put in third. I will, I'll put Flower Shops, the album, by Earn in third. The I Going into it, every time I've listened to Ernest before this album, I didn't really like it that much, and I just purposely chose not to listen to it. Because I didn't want to not like him because he's such a funny guy and I like him as a person. But then when we did this album, I just, I really like this album. I didn't like, I don't know if it's one of, I just expect it to not like it. And then I ended up liking it, which makes you like it more. I don't know if it's one of those things, but I just really liked it. Uh, so just to clarify, you really liked it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, what's your number three? Uh, my three is uh, number three is raised by Haley Wetters. Um, I was a big stand for this whole record when we covered uh, the single "Everything She Ain't." Um, yeah, like I said, up until the other the well, the number one album that I think we all three share came out. I was saying back in March that I think you know back to back years a female artist dropped the best record at the time in March of their respective year. Um, unfortunately, she um, ran into a buzzsaw. Uh, that we'll talk about later. Fair. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, this whole album's phenomenal. I really like hearing young and up and coming female country singers. And I just love her voice, man. She has a very, very unique voice, very similar to Morgan Wade. It's very different. It's not generic voice. That's my number three for the year. Yeah. I mean, uh, to piggyback off of you on that, number three for me also was Haley Witters' Raise. Um, Haley Witters is the kind of artist that makes this shows you that country music and it's obviously country with pop sensibilities is not inherently a bad thing. She is pop country done well. Um, and when you hear the lead single, uh, everything she ain't, it really gives me heavy, uh, Dixie chick vibes from, um, there's your trouble. Uh, the best album of all time. (laughs) I love that song too, but it's like, that's the kind of like kind of feeling that that record, that 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 song gives me. And I just think that's a fantastic song that she sent to radio. I think she's, this is going to be the album that kind of gets her some traction in the mainstream. And then I also would be remiss if I didn't mention that I love middle of America, her uh, duet she did with BJ Barham of American Aquarium. I think that's just a, has, it's a very heartland rock leaning song, but it just talks about, you know, middle America and just, you know, uh, what it's kind of like growing up in, in that type of environment. And it's just a fun song to listen to. So uh, a lot of good songs on that record. So for me, number three also uh, is the Haley Witters album. 
All right, Andy, number two. This one's actually very somewhat similar to flower shops. Uh, uh, Fortune favors the bowl by 49 Winchester. On paper, 49 Winchester, I should be their number one fan because they are basically everything that I've ever loved. But for some reason, everything they've ever put out never really clicked until this album. Like It just clicked with me. And Annabelle is a fire song. And it's a great way to start an album too and it just it raises the whole album up along with it even the rest of it's great too but this i love that song so that's definitely my favorite song off that album very cool i even I'm... like you go ahead oh, continue andy the uh i even like the beginning of that song that you guys hate <laughs> oh yeah you know the weird that part's, yeah. that part's growing on me but i even like that all right, Kyle, number two for you on 2022 so far. So uh, my number two is a uh, Randall King shot glass, more kind of the mainstream uh, route, but this is just pure, pure, uh, excuse me, pure blooded country music that I grew up listening to and just a modern take. And I love the song, Roger Miller light me. God, <laughs> I just, I play that song on repeat when I listen to it. I just can't, you know, it goes through. I just hit, I hit the it's the back button. I'm assuming the replay, whatever the back button on your steering wheel thing. When you listen to, it. I love the whole album. I even like that he has uh, the "I'll Fly Away," which is a take on uh, a hymn. It's a cool little uh, trick at the end of the album. But yeah, I really love this album. I love his voice. Um, oh, he's got a very smooth country voice. Yeah, he. I'm surprised he's not bigger than he is. I'm surprised I haven't heard him on mainstream country radio yet. This was his first album release on a mainstream label. That might be wild. But yeah, I love this album. It's so good. We I hate that we didn't cover it when it came out. We just March was a kind of a bad month to come out because uh, we were me and you were on the Haley Witters' uh, jockstrap. Yeah, that month. But uh, yeah. So good, man. Just phenomenal. Yeah. I'm sure Andy hates it because he hates country music, but um probably. I don't think I've actually listened to it. Yeah, because Randall King music. is a little too bit for me, I love his voice, but he's he's a little bit too much pure country for me. A little for me to really like it. This says, says this the founder is, of a podcast called Country and Cold Cans. Yeah, this is stuff that I grew up when I was a kid listening to. And that just like I said, it's a modern He's a young guy who's probably about our age making music yeah. that he probably grew up listening to just like we did. And I really respect that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he always talks about the 03 Dirk Bentley self-titled debut as being yeah. one of his favorite records. And such a good album. Too. I, I, I totally vibe with that because I love that record. But yeah, That's Randall King, Randall King's legit. I, I've been a big fan of his for a long time. Um, all right. Number two for me um, is also 49 Winchester, 14 Favorites of the Bold. I think this is the record for them. Just like I said with Haley Witters, it's going to get them a lot more attention, get them a lot better gigs at fest at bigger festivals, better, uh, bigger stages. They're going to kind of catapult them to be able to play um, bigger venues and just get more, you know, exposure in general. Uh, Annabelle, like Andy said, is a fantastic song. I love Russell County line. I mean, we talked about this record relatively in depth on episode 64 of country and cold can. So check out that for a full, uh, deep dive by us into this album, but there, the, Isaac Gibson's voice is amazing. 
I love listening to him sing a song. And um, this record, songwriting strong, production strong, the vocals are strong. This is this was probably what I initially thought was going to be my album of the year first time I listened to it. But as Kyle said, along came another artist that we'll get to here in a second. I'm pretty sure it'll be <laughs> across the board for us. But for me, definitely Fortune Favors the Bold um, by 49 Winchester was my, my second favorite record of the year so far in 2022. So, all right, Andy, I think this is probably the least uh, anticipated or at least uh, what's the word? Shocking. Not anticipated, but at least shocking anticlimactic. Um, reveal anticlimactic from yeah. all of us here. Uh, what's your number one? Oh, it's probably a new Florida Georgia Line album. They just broke up. <laughs> well, shows how much <laughs> I know about them. Is <laughs> is definitely Ameri- the masterpiece of American Heartbreak. Zachy B. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Uh, retweet. Uh, my only complaint is it's just too damn long. But it's the really I don't even album. hate that. I would have really- agreed with you before the album. I mean. That's really the only thing I can criticize it for. I, I mean, and we really can't, I really sound, kind of sound hypocritical for that because we didn't make fun of Morgan Wallen for releasing the double album. And that's like 30 songs. Yeah. Even though, I mean, even though, even though, I'm not upset when someone releases a double album if they do it well. Oh, he Zach, did a phenomenal. Zach Bryan definitely did. Yeah, he, he nailed it. Every part of it. Um, I just, it's the first time I've ever felt overwhelmed listening to an album. Oh, 34 is a lot. It's a commitment. I tell everyone, and not that even that. I recommend the record. It's a commitment. It, was, it wasn't even the fact that it's 34 songs. It's 34 deep, thoughtful songs. Yeah. That yeah. You can't just passively listen to it the first time. No, because you only listen to it once, you miss a lot. Yeah, you miss so much. And so, I mean, it was a real, like you said, it's a real commitment to listen to that album, but it's just phenomenal. Top, yeah. top to bottom, front to back. Yeah, and for me, number one, probably the biggest shock of the year, you know, is also American Heartbreak by Zach Bryan. From the the aesthetics of the album cover uh, to the production differences on he has a little bit more of his traditional Zach Bryan, a little more stripped back, almost demo style songs. But then he also has some fully fleshed out uh, studio songs. It's kind of the first time we've got to hear that. Like when we first heard uh, when he released From Austin as a single, like the songwriting is top tier. The production works. Um, I, I love the themes of not the genre Americana, whatever the fuck that is, but the America Americana aspects of this record of just being like we, we talked about on uh, his album review, the two part album review we did just speaking to the American experience. And I think as someone who is roughly his age and can identify with a lot of the things he sang about this album, just like, I, I'm the prime demographic for this this record, and I, I I just relate so much to so many of these songs, and it's one of those things. Like you said, Kyle, you can't just listen to it once to truly get it. You need multiple listens, and that takes time because some bitch is 34 songs uh, long. So I remember but, the, the the first time I listened on the way first time through it, I was on the way home, and when she's all right came on, I just sat oh, in yeah. the driveway with the truck running and just sat there for whatever, three or four minutes, however long it is. I just didn't move. Just was capped. And just sat there and listened yeah. to it. That song, when I first heard it, gave me like goosebumps. Oh, oh my God, so heavy. Especially at the very end when the voicemail from his mother. 
yeah. comes on. Oh my Sweet. gosh, put me right in my feels. Yeah, dude. When I get when you, I listen to this song, you right here in the the cold black heart that me and Andy have. <laughs> yeah, but it's y'all but were like the Grinch when uh, with Cindy Lou Who. When you listen to that song, that your day. your heart grew three sizes that day thanks to Zach Bryan's American Heartbreak. <laughs> Or it just makes it shrink even more because it's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> but now, like the just the overall variety he has on this record too, I think is fantastic. It's I a mean, masterpiece. It, it's this is it's going to be hard pressed for someone to unseat this as my album of the year. So sorry if that's anticlimactic as well for the end of the year show we do where we unveil our record of the year like we did with Morgan Wade last year, but. This is a got the inside track by a long ways right now for my record. This is and this is rumored tweet that I sent you the other day where he just dropped something else. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, it's him and um, who was it? It was him and maybe I can't remember. Somebody tweeted the other day. I think they were maybe saying Luke Combs, but I, they definitely was Zach Bryan. They were saying that Zach, they wonder if Zach Bryan's will is going to run dry with the rate that he's just churning out song after song. Like if his creative muse is just going to disappear by the time he's 35. Uh, Cause this guy just cranks out tunes left and right. He, yeah. Cause, and he's that, cranking out quality tunes. Like we yeah, saw, heard that uh, live video of uh, what was it? Oklahoma was it Oklahoma smoke show. Yeah, I think that's the name of it. That word's offensive, apparently, but Oklahoma Smoke Show. I love that song. I lo- yeah, I love that song. I love that I word. hope that comes out. Yeah, I mean, like, he, Y'all I have said, any, he, um, he, teased 50, he teased 15 songs you know, on the 15th, according to what I sent yeah. you. Yeah, you did. So, I mean, that was from his Twitter handle, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, y'all I'm excited any other, Y'all have any other anticipations or predictions for the second half? Um, I don't... I, mean, I don't I'm really just, have any like anticipated albums that are I think are going to run close to it. Um, I have some honorable mentions, but do you guys have any anticipated records that you're waiting to come out? I don't know if it's going to. I don't think anything's been announced. I could. It may or be this year, maybe. But I think uh, Megan Maroney's going to have an album coming out soon, and everything she's put out so far has been great. Yeah, her two yeah. singles she's released for what is presumably an upcoming project have been really good. She's a good follow on TikTok too. Cause like she plays acoustically bits and pieces of songs she's written. I think she's got talent and, um, she, the hair salons song is amazing. I, I love that song from the production of it to the songwriting. It's like unique in the sense of how many times have we heard songs about hearing about your ex moving on in a hair salon. Like that's pretty unique in my mind. That was a fantastic song. Uh, Zach Bryan, I don't think it's going to happen this year. And if it ever happens, we can be hopeful. But Evan Felker did play a new song recently alive. So it's true. If we get a turn, I don't think record, it'll be this year, though. That might be the only thing I can think that might would give it a run for its money. And I don't know if that's really going to be because and I, I don't want to like be sacrilegious. Turnpike's one of my top three favorite bands of all time. I don't know if that's going to be because the album is going to be that good or for it's been because they've been away for so long. You know what I mean? The absence makes the heart grow fonder scenario. Cause I'm actually going to see them. They're playing in Raleigh, October 28th. With and American Aquarium opening. Yeah. Yeah. Me, Dustin and, uh, and Jenny are going to that. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that one. That will be fun. 
I haven't seen Turnpike since the Ritz when Andy, me, you, and Chase went years yeah. ago. Yep. 2018, actually. On a school night. On a school night. But you guys have go. any – go ahead. I have a hunch Coe's dropping something in the fall. It's been two years. Yeah. It, and see, I'm really hype about a Coe record, but no offense to – Oh, it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't think that Coe's record is gonna supplant Zach Bryan's record for his album year. But I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be rocking and rolling with the new Coe record. Yeah. Speaking of Coe, Parker has got one coming in the works too, but I don't. I don't see that unseating Zach either. No. I'm looking forward to both. But Mm -hmm. hell, Parker's probably gonna be three years in the future if it's anything like (laughs) the last one. Accurate. But I'm excited about it. I mean, shoot, we've heard some new Parker stuff um, on YouTube, and I heard a few of them in concert when I saw him. Um, go to the ColdCansNetwork.com. We have an article up now where he played his um, song Stoned live, and then there's also an acoustic version that he played that's available underneath that video. I recommend if you want to really listen to the song, listen to the acoustic one. I think that's a fantastic song. Um, he said that he wrote that song uh, right after he finished Hollywood Go or no Go Go Chain Cowboy. Go Chain Cowboy. So that's why it's not on that record. But he was talking about releasing new music soon, and that one he said he's thought about releasing it as a single. But I, I I think it's a really good song. Did you guys listen to it? Nope. Well, go to the article, ColdCanSnapper dot com, the website. Click the second video if you want to listen to the song. Like to be able to hear the lyrics really, really well. You need to listen to it. I think it's a very, very good song. It's called Stoned. But, um, yeah, I mean, those are kind of the ones that I have I would say my anticipated ones. Um, Kyle, do you have any honorable mentions you want to throw out there for ones that didn't quite make the top three of your favorites of 2022 so far? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't want to steal all of them. Because um, I'm sure most of ours uh, overlap. But, um I would like to give a shout out to one I mentioned was uh, Miranda Lambert's um, Pal- Palomino. Yeah. Andy won't have that one on his list because he hates No, it. Yeah, nope. I, yeah. Yeah, I figured he would. <laughs> um, obviously, I'd like Definitely to not. shout out Earn. Um, I was a fan of that record. Um, and there was one more. Oh, Caitlin Butts. Oh, yeah. That was a really good record. Yeah, so. yeah that one was good. Yeah. Andy. So that's, uh, yeah, I think we've listed about every album I can come up with that even came out this year. There's been a lot more. Andy's just un- ain't for a guy that run, helps run a music podcast and website. Andy stopped listening to music like two years the, ago. I have the memory <laughs> of a peanut. I just I can't remember what's come out this year. <laughs> well, um, my honorable mentions are like you said, the Caitlin Bus record was a fantastic album. It just barely got edged out by uh, Haley Witters for number three. Um, the songwriting on that album is fantastic. Um, I, I, that's a definitely a recommended listen if you haven't heard that one yet. And then the other one for me is, um, again, one of my favorite bands is the American Aquarium album that just recently came out, Chicken Macomico. Uh, it's a very, very good record. Um, if you like sad songs about loss, this record's full of them. Uh, whether it's just your spouse dying, your parent dying, um, your friend killing themselves. Sounds like a uh, very dour scenario, I know, uh, with when you're talking about it. But if if you know, you know, with American Aquarium, BJ knows how to uh, do the gut punch tearjerkers. And this album is a very, very good bummer jam listen. 
a little bit different sonically, a little more sedated than what we have grown accustomed to from the rally outfit. Um, but it, it works. It's more al- more in line with his sonically with his solo album Rockingham than I would say it is with anything from like Burn Flicker Die to Wolves or anything like that. <clears throat> but very good re- uh, album um, that I recommend. It was it was in my top five, top seven, but not quite top three. So uh, definitely recommend Caitlin Butts' record and Chicken McComico by American Aquarium. But those are my honorable mentions. Kyle, I also kind of want to make brief mention of Randall King, but you already had that in your in your list, so there's no need to rehash that. Um, that was a good album. I wish Andy would give him more of a chance and learn that he's wrong about 90s-influenced country. He's got one song that I, I really like that came out in the past. What was it? I don't know. This was a while ago. I, it was probably on one of his first albums. Yeah. I don't know uh, if I heard it. My favorite on the album is probably Around Forever. Yeah, it's a great one. Very good song. It's a very uh, sad, kind of reminds me of um, William Blake and the name of the Eric Church song. um, Where he talks about, you know, he'd never seen his dad cry to his granddad died. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Shoot, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's from early church. Um, Yep. Yep. Um, I think it was on Sinners Like Me. Yeah, it was on that album. I'm trying to, I can't, I'm blanking on the name of the song. Those I've loved. Those I've loved. Yep, that's exactly it. Yep, it's kind of the vibes I got off that song, which is yeah. Anytime you can get a comparison to early school, Eric Church. Yeah, that are that are around forever. Song did what I liked for songs to do uh, in songwriting, and where it takes around forever and uh, using that phrase in three different scenarios and makes it work. Um, you know, I I really vibe with that song. I like that a lot. Wordplay, as Andy says. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to him since the another bullet EP. So you I like that EP. So you missed probably his best album he put out <laughs> year a few years ago. That EP's up. fire. That's the, Andy only likes that one song because it says something about a cowboy. And there was once upon a time that him and Clint said they were cowboys. Uh, the uh, also I forgot, <laughs> forgot the song even existed until I just looked it up. Hard living Eileen that he did with Cleto. That yeah. song's fire. Yeah, you haven't listened to his 2018 self-titled record? Nope. Cool Under Pressure, When He Knows Me, Den in It, or Miss Me Days Are Gone, This Reason to Quit. These are, Keep Her on the Line is so good. You need to listen. Reason that's to your, Quit, I've heard that's that your, song. That's your homework, Andy. You need to listen to that album. Kyle, you probably should too if you haven't. Oh, I have. Yeah, that's a very good album. I went down a Randall King rabbit hole about a month ago. Yeah, Randall King. Uh, see, I think Randall King is a little bit more our style of country that we liked growing up more so than Andy. Andy was listening to Marshall Tucker band and green day. Uh, yeah. and then a little bit. Well, I didn't grow up listening to country don't music. Hate, until I was an adult. I'm not hitting on green day. I like green day. Other that than that Dookie record was deported. a good record. You said that. Do what? The, the singer uh, for green day wants, wants us to deport him back to great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> they never liked his... America. <laughs> he says he's gonna uh, denounce the citizenship. So. I mean, American idiot should have been a leading indicator that he, they weren't big fans. That was right. twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, if if, he, if he's not allowed back in the country taste. like that, uh, how is he going to be able to to tour here? Yeah, he's written he's written a few songs that um have disdain for a certain, uh, not the genre Americana, but the noun. Yeah. Americana. 
Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. He's I British. I mean, that's half their sense of humor. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, really he's just sour. They lost war. My favorite meme from July Fourth was I saw some of the uh, revolutionaries like <laughs> walking along, and it says, "Have fun at work tomorrow, England." <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Now I will say, um, to speaking of July Fourth. It was kind of cool. It never sunk into me. And we grew up there, so I think that's why. Never, I w- went to the fireworks show. I'm not a big fireworks guy to begin with. But I went to the fireworks show in Halifax on July 4th on Monday night. And standing there on Main Street, watching the fireworks in Halifax, North Carolina. For those of you that don't know, Halifax, North Carolina is the home of the first documented uh, case of declaring their independence from Britain. The Halifax Resolves. The Halifax Resolves. April 12th, 1776. We beat the Virginians with the Lee Resolution by a month. So there's a reason some North Carolina plates say first in freedom and others say first in flight. But it's because of Halifax. Halifax is a town that now the, the latest census has it just under 200 uh, citizens there. What's funny is in the 1700s when it was founded, it had 430 some residents. So it's significantly less now than it was in the 1700s. But George Washington, I believe, stayed there at one of the historic preserved buildings down the street. And it just kind of dawned on me. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching. I, I looked at our classic rock Carter. He was there and I said, not a big firework guy, but it's something about looking at these fireworks on July 4th and the, one could argue one of the birthplaces of, of American independence. And it's just something it hits different. It's it's it was very, very kind of a, a surreal moment when I got to thinking about it, because there's so much history in that tiny little town, with the Halifax, Halifax resolves and he had fireworks on July 4th. It was a very American moment that I don't think that as a child I could have processed. Kind of cool uh, little dive into the mind of of me <laughs> about uh, on Monday night. But. Dude, like I wish that the schools in North Carolina, especially, would teach that more. That's that's a really cool. That's cool shit. The Halifax Resolves. That's cool shit. I mean, it's one of the dates on the North Carolina flag, isn't it? I want to say it is. Yeah, there's dates on the flag. Yeah, that's Andy's, true. Andy's like, we have a flag. Seventeen seventy five. Yeah, I believe it is. I believe it's the top one. May twentieth, seventeen seventy five. Oh no! It was so there's more uh, than one date. It was uh, it was April twelfth, seventeen seventy six. Okay, so the seventeen seventy five date does that one make? Would, predate seventeen seventy six. Would that be like the founding of the state? Uh, no, that would have to be. We're uh, just gonna Google. Where we need a Jamie on this show where we can just call him and be like, "Hey." We need this information. Okay. Google it. May 20 is supposedly signed on May 20 in Charlotte, North Carolina, by a committee of citizens of Mecklenburg County who declared independence from Great Britain after hearing of the Battle of Lexington. If the story is true, it preceded the Declaration of Independence by more than a year. Hmm. It says if. It's a big if. Yeah. But, well, we yeah. are confirmed with Halifax results. Yeah, because yeah, there's documentation. Documentation of it. That's the name of the game, people. Documentation. That was uh, how it resolved. Yep, it is on the flight. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool, though. Like, it's a very... 
cool realization I had as an adult standing there on Main Street. The biggest crime Halifax County has ever done is got rid of its old courthouse and built this ugly monstrosity. Yeah. It's this very old, like, late 18th century or late 19th century, early 20th century courthouse. And they just built this ugly ass. Yeah. What the shit. But, <laughs> yep, if you're riding on Interstate 95 and you get to uh, exit 163, you'll see the sign. Is it a 163? I didn't realize that. I think, no, yeah, I think it's right around one. It's right before no, you that, get to Darlington is where you can see it. There's not an exit at 163. There's 160 and 168. Yeah. Okay, it might be 160. That's the, that's the Darlington exit. It's that's the, the infield Robbie's. exit. Yeah, Robbie's, okay, so it's the right the there. Infield. It's right there where you can see the you know, yeah. Halifax County first in freedom. There we go. You heard it here. If you have never heard it before, a country in Kansas teaching people some history. Look at that. You never thought you'd get that. Some serious historical shit by listening yeah, to this show. Yeah, take that to your school teacher and tell them. Be like, look here, teacher lady. Or teacher man. I know more than you. Yeah. Bet you didn't know about the Halifax Resolves, did you, bitch? I am a genius. <laughs> so. Okay, tell him I am an island of perfection of an o- in an ocean of incompetence. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, those are our uh, top three favorite records of 2022 so far. Um, let us know what yours are because we'd like to see. And then you know, at the end of the year, like we did last year, we'll have an episode with our album of the year, the Country and Cold Cans album of the year, the reigning album of the year right now. We still recommend is Morgan Wade's Reckless. But uh, you know, it's a new year, got to crown a new champion just like they do in sports. So be sure to follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us five stars and a great review. Follow us on all the socials. You know what they are at this point. And check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com. That's coldcansnetwork.com. We've got a shop and blog content updated for you. And check out the new Parker McCollum uh, unreleased acoustic version of Stoned that's on there now. So for this episode of Country Gold Cans presented by the Gold Cans Network. I'm Logan, Sniff Trucker Andy, and PK Kyle. We will see you next time.